Welcome to Your Purpose Toolkit. This is a self-paced course that guides you through the purpose development process and provides you tools and resources to support you on your own purpose journey. This is a toolkit you can continuously come back to as you embark on new chapters of your life. Get out your notebooks, your worksheets, and get ready to dive in. In the last episode, we talked about the hierarchy of solutions. We talked about boundaries. And another piece of building this new foundation is moving through stressful situations, moving through experiences, working with people that sometimes cause us stress. And this episode is going to focus on an exercise that I learned through Byron Katie's book, Loving What Is. And it's probably going to be a shorter episode, but it is a valuable one and I find it very helpful because it allows us to reflect on thoughts that are causing a stress and find alternative thoughts that will help bring more peace into our lives. And from that peace, we can set different goals, we can take action on those goals, we can learn about ourselves in an environment that feels a lot safer. Now, this exercise does have a disclaimer. It's not meant for you to bypass your feelings. It is meant to help you view a situation that is troubling you from a different perspective and to tap into the wisdom that is already inside you in order to gain a greater sense of peace. And like I mentioned, it's from Byron Katie's book, Loving What Is, which is a great resource to explore the full exercise. Sometimes questioning what we believe is appropriate. We all hold beliefs that may not necessarily be true and may be blocking us from moving forward. They may have kept us safe at one time or another, but now we no longer need them and it's okay to rethink them. But we also cannot discount what our bodies are telling us through our emotions. Anger can be a signal that something needs to change. Anxiety may be indicating a need for rest. Use this exercise to support you in undoing the stressful thoughts that keep you from experiencing peace, but use the sensations of your body to feel into what is ultimately true for you. So Byron Katie's The Work is pretty simple. The walkthrough of this is essentially noticing who or what upsets you and why. So recall a specific situation. So to begin, relax, be still, travel into your mind to a specific situation where you were angry or hurt or sad or disappointed with someone. Witness the situation, be there, notice, name, feel the emotion you were experiencing at the time, and find the reason you were upset. Then you're going to write. So capture your stressful thoughts on a worksheet. Byron Katie has a worksheet on her website that you can utilize. So staying anchored in that situation at a specific moment in time, write down your responses to the questions on that worksheet. So use really short, simple sentences and write without censoring yourself. Don't judge yourself. I mean, this is just for you. Nobody's going to see this. So you can be as petty as you want. <laughs> Allow yourself to be judgmental, be childish, be as if you were in that moment and don't judge that. This is an opportunity to really discover the cause of your stress and emotions in that moment. And then you're going to question. So you're going to isolate one thought and ask 
the four questions that are on that worksheet and allow for the genuine answers to arise. So you isolate one of the statements that you want to work on. And then the first question is, is it true? And the answer to the first two questions is just one syllable. It's either yes or no. Be still, find an honest yes or no, and let it come out. If your answer shows up as yes, move on to question two. If it's no, then the experience, just experience no for a moment and then move to question three. Question two is if you had a yes answer to that first question, it's can you absolutely know that it's true? Take the opportunity to look again. Shine a light on that moment in time again and see what it reveals itself to you. Can we really know for a fact that that's true, especially if we're looking at what we thought another person was thinking? Can we really know what that person was thinking or that we were being judged for something? It's important just to kind of, you know, analyze that and really ask ourselves, can I absolutely know that that's true? And then question three asks that you close your eyes, witness the feelings, the body sensations, the behaviors that arise when you believe that thought. Whatever it is, whether you can absolutely know that it's true or not, notice and report the answers to any of the following questions. What images do you see, past or future? What emotions or physical sensations arise as you witness those images? How did you treat the other person? How did you treat yourself? Be a witness to that experience within your body. And then the final question is, who would you be without that thought? Closing your eyes, returning to the situation, taking a moment to reflect and observe and experience the situation again, this time without the thought. Who or what would you be without the thought? How would you see or feel about the other person in this experience? And dropping all of your judgments, noticing what's revealed to you. And once you've taken that time to reflect on that experience, the last piece of the work is turning it around. Is the opposite as true or truer than the original thought? So to do the turnarounds, you find opposites of the original statement that you do on that worksheet. And so often a statement can be turned around to the self or to the other person or to the opposite. Not every statement has as many as three turnarounds. Uh, some of them have just one or two. Others have more than three. Some turnarounds may not make any sense to you, so don't force these. Byron Katie provides an example of, for each of these. So, for example, in finding opposites for the turnarounds, the original thought might be Paul doesn't listen to me, and the turnaround for this would be I don't listen to myself, I don't listen to Paul, Paul does listen to me. Now remember, we are not gaslighting ourselves into making something our fault that is not our fault. It might be true that Paul doesn't listen to you, and maybe when you're asking those questions, because it's asking, is the opposite as true or truer than the original thought? If the answer is no, that Paul genuinely does not listen to you, maybe there are boundaries that need to be set. Maybe there's a conversation that needs to be had. But this can lead to determining what actions need to be had. But maybe the reason why we're upset is that I don't listen to myself. I'm not listening to myself when I know that something is true for me. And I was resentful of Paul not listening because 
I'm not listening to myself either. And that gives us more clarity on the issue rather than, you know, just that initial anger that Paul wasn't listening. We are still going to hold people accountable for their actions, but it does give us more clarity of being able to have those conversations because we understand the reason why we were feeling stress in the first place. And it's not just surface level. So many of us weren't taught, you know, how to articulate our emotions in a way outside of saying I'm angry or I'm sad or I'm upset. Being able to articulate the reason why can help us create better solutions and move through those stressful situations in a way that stops them now so they're not continuing to pop up over the course of time and causing more roadblocks for us down the road. This was a short episode, but I do find it helpful to walk through Byron Katie's The Work, not just to share it as a resource because I do want to make sure that we're not gaslighting ourselves and that we are holding other people accountable for their actions as well and not just saying, oh, well, everything that I do is my my work to do, you know, like I, I want to recognize what we can tackle as far as stressful situations and that we can create more peace within ourselves by working through some of those thoughts and those beliefs, but also we have to hold people accountable. And if you want to go through that worksheet, you can go to thework.com, which is where you will find Byron Katie's worksheets and all of her free resources on our website. And if you want to dive even deeper with lots of examples, Loving What Is is a great book. Our next episode is going to focus on creating new habits and routines as well as friendly, kind task planning. So stay tuned and I will talk to you then.